begun! I, I can't focus unless the gun is on the table. Nothing is normal or natural or everything is game. I'm gonna start a collection of puddings and coupons that can be redeemed for freaking fire miles. We have to get out of this building. They made soup out of my research turtle. See, this is the, the scene of the movie where you help me out. Winners never quit and quitters never win. That's a quote from the great uh, coach Vince Lombardi. Uh, my, <laughs> welcome to West versus Paul versus Paul versus Predator, the final episode. My name is Eric Anderson. And my name is Jeremy Anderson. We did it. Yeah. We reached the end. We did not quit. Nope. We almost did. Yeah, I I literally almost quit before this episode. I was like, maybe we should just not do Monster Hunter. And yeah, you know, honestly, I don't know how. I don't know if I. I might regret it. <laughs> I might be sitting here a re- a regretful man that we didn't just end on that last Resident Evil movie. I mean, because here we are. We have no guest. It's just me and Eric. Yeah. And we got to talk don't, about this movie. <laughs> yeah, we got to fill some time here. We got to, you know, Jeremy, I actually, at the end of this, there is, at the end of this episode, we will have the exciting conclusion to, uh, you know, we've been keeping track of scores here. Uh, uh, we've been, we've been crunching the numbers and, you know, uh, I, I, I am going to, uh, officially announce the rankings, uh, based on our scores of who is the ultimate Anderson. Oh, perfect. Um, and I feel, I feel like it, I, I it's pretty, it's pretty much obviously not going to be Paul W.S. Anderson. So I think, I think we can factor in this score and still, uh, the, uh, the standings will still remain. Unless you, uh, added all the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> right, and right. then I think that he might have a chance because he has a lot more movies than the rest. Sure, yeah. If we're going just for just by like uh uh, uh what's it called? Content, mm. a quality, quantity. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, quantity and quality, Jeremy, I was over on a website the other day. And uh, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, I typed in patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. And because I'm a fan of this podcast, I was so excited to find out that there are dozens, if not over 100, probably, bonus episodes oh, yeah. of this podcast mm-hmm. available for five American dollars. Have you heard about this? I, I had heard about this. I'm a... I, I had actually dived into this, and lo and behold, there it was for the low, low price of $5. You're given, I mean, just buku content. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, what what kind of content, Jeremy? Give me an example of a, you know, maybe a, a bonus episode that you might find over there. One of the bonus episodes that we have done over there covered the film Gummo. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, Probably not the best one to start with, but oh, uh, I absolutely would. If you if you've seen the movie Gummo and you and you have it kind of swimming around locked inside the you know, the traumatic recesses of your brain, 
and you want to listen to two guys just have a miserable time talking about it, that's the episode for you. That is a that is oh, a good yeah. one. Uh, but we've also covered uh, a lot of uh, a lot of films over the over the past couple of years. My, I'm a big fan of the Hubie Halloween episode. Same, and you know what, Jeremy? That's a great segue. Because uh, we will be doing a second Hubie Halloween episode eventually. Mm-hmm. You know uh, because after this episode, this podcast is over. This is mm-hmm. the end of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, we will, uh, I guess it will still remain on the, it will remain on the feed. All these episodes will live on forever. However, we will be changing the name changing uh everything we're changing our hairstyles Mm -hmm. uh you know i'm gonna have a uh skullet and jeremy is going (laughs) to have a what kind of hairstyle are you doing for the next one i'm probably gonna do some sort of combination uh um like like you know how like the professors will have like a lot of hair around the side of their head and then no hair on the top (laughs) <laughs> sure. So I'm yeah. gonna have like a that kind of haircut with a nose ring for sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll have some piercings too, but I yet to be decided where. Right. Uh, but yeah, starting next week, we will be called. Um, what, what are we called? Oh, Little Marty. Little Marty is the name of our new podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people love it, uh, and it is going to be a, a podcast about Martin Scorsese and Adam Sandler. We're going to be going through the uh, filmography of both uh, chronologically. Uh, It's going to make for some great uh, uh, supplemental material. So uh, get on that Patreon if you're interested in some of that stuff. And uh, yeah, so that is exciting. But Jeremy, before we do that, I mean, we got, we just gotta, we we just gotta do it. We we, we gotta talk about Monster Hunter, apparently. Yes, yes. This is actually a very <laughs> timely episode, um, Eric. You may not know this, but a brand new Monster Hunter game actually just came out. Here's what I was wondering. First, one question that I had for you, yeah. uh, without doing any research on this film, is this a film based on a game series or a video game, or is it a film that that spawned a video game? Not that one. It is a okay. film like Resident Evil... Where a and it, it's also by the same developer, Eric, as Resident Evil, Capcom. Ah. Capcom, who made Street Fighter, who made Resident Evil, they also make Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter is a long-standing video game franchise. You know, it's probably about twenty years old at this point. It st- uh, was a, a phenomenon in Japan the likes of which could be compared to like maybe Pokemon, if that makes sense. Mm. Just, just they absolutely loved it in Japan. America never really cared about Monster Hunter until recently with the release of Monster Hunter World back in 2018. Uh, it finally caught on in the States. That was their highest selling Monster Hunter game to date. And uh, recently on the Nintendo Switch, Eric, you could buy this very game if you want. It's a game called Monster mm. Hunter Rise came out. Okay. And that came out this year, whereas the film came out last year. So again, it's Paul W.S. Anderson making a video game movie about a about a Capcom franchise. And it, if you were to guess, 
how much this movie has to do with those video games, how much would you say <laughs> mm. <laughs> it does? What, what would you, uh, if you just guessed? How, would you say that what, uh, 30% of it, 50% of it? I would say, you know, based on the... Hmm. I, I would say like 15%. That is probably accurate. And I would say that the 15% that it has to do with the video game is in the fact that there are monsters in both uh-huh. and there are humans sort of who have to conquer monsters in both. And some of the monster designs in this are based on monsters you'd find in the game. But everything from the story to the presentation to just like the overall vibe completely fabricated completely just made up for the, for this movie um so i here's i i again i said like i said no research did knew nothing about this movie going in i did there was a buzz about it that confused me like as it was mm-hmm. people were like too excited for this movie and i didn't now that i know that it is because it's based on a video game i guess that makes a little bit more sense to me but the moment that I realized that this movie is based on a video game mm. is uh, during, um, what's it called? Uh, there is a scene like towards the end where she is, uh, 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 the main character is instructed to shoot uh, uh, the monster in the mouth, <laughs> which is like a thing that it just is like a video. That's like something that it happens in video games. I think that's something that happens in, like I, I was like, oh, that was like a, an instruction in Breath of the Wild. Sure, like, sure. That just seems like such a video game thing to put yeah. in there. Like the weakness yeah. of the monster exists only in its mouth or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Eric, like, so a little bit of context for this. Like, I, I like Monster Hunter the game okay. I run a video games podcast for people who don't know. I'm a big video game liker. A podcast called Video Games, a comedy show. Anywhere podcasts can be found. Um, I I like Monster Hunter. Okay, I know quite a bit about the series. Um, it's not my favorite. So knowing that they were gonna make a movie out of this, I was kind of like not that excited about it. And then watching the trailer made me even less excited. So like Eric, like Monster Hunter, the game is takes place in a straight up fantasy world. Like, you are, like, a fantasy character in a fantasy village who, who like, wakes up and is told, like, hey, go hunt some monsters. And you're given, like, a sword. And you go out and you, like, you know, hunt a monster. And then you bring back its, like, body parts. And you make, like, different weapons and different armor out of them. And you kind of just do that again and again and again throughout the game. It's mm. like very, um, I don't know. There's something meditative about it. This game, this movie was like, what if we d- did that same thing, but with the U.S. military? It's like so crazy. Yes. Like there's, there's no guns in Monster Hunter, the video game. There's no, there's no connection to the regular Earth world in the Monster Hunter video game. It is just like a complete... It's like Avatar or something. It's like a completely fantasy language or whatever. A complete fantasy world. 
the this film right off the bat is already in the <laughs> is already in the no no zone with like tanks and rocket launchers and <laughs> like the the main character is like played by Mila Jovovich is named is like Captain Natalie Artemis United States Army captain like I don't know Eric I mean I mean personally like do you like the US military <laughs> I mean I don't know uh I I I'm not into like I am not into like military movies yeah um, do you, would you rather see like for your money a big budget fantasy thriller like uh, along the lines of like Lord of the Rings or do you want to watch like I don't know Machine Gun v- versus Dragon? Yeah, I would rather watch Lord of the Rings. I mean, I'd rather watch neither <laughs> to be sure, honest with sure, you. But, sure, um, sure. Machine Gun Lord of the Ring or uh. Machine Gun Lord of the Rings. Machine, I'd rather watch the Lord Machine of the Gun Rings. Machine Gun Kelly related to Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I agree with you. I think that for my money, if I'm, I would rather probably watch something that didn't have to do with the U.S. military. I think this also came out at a crazy time in like 2020 when we, when like the the temperature of this of the country couldn't have been more anti-American. I mean, we were like literally yeah. voting a a white supremacist out of office and like right and like so to see like glorified arm oh and blm was happening so we were like protesting the police like as a as a as a nation we were like trying to get you know the police defunded so beyond all this other stuff that's going on then all of a sudden you have this like pro-military fantasy movie that that it just seemed like it didn't make a lot of sense what was even going on and the box office reflected that it may not be super fair when you consider that covid was also going on but this is the first time we can safely say paul ws anderson came in with a 60 million dollar budget and walked out making only 31 million dollars back wow which to be honest i'm I'm kind of happy this happened. As much as I like, I have no ill will towards Paul W. S. Anderson, but necessarily inherently, but he has gotten a few people hurt on his films. And th- and anyone who released a film in 2020, it's it that wasn't like through a streaming service. It, to me, feels like I'm glad their movies didn't do well. Like I'm glad Tenant didn't do particularly well. Like right. that was a that was a that's that's a bad situation when you're trying to get people to come out to theaters to see movies when there's a national pandemic happening or global pandemic. Sure. Um so Jeremy, let's dive into I guess some of the, the, the various trivia around that <laughs> you mentioned the Yes. The amount, of, the amount of money it made. You know what I think is really like tragic about this movie, and something that I kind of did feel bad about, like, uh, just in a way where you're like, you feel sorry for someone or something. Was this is a movie that just like is obviously made to get people to IMAX screens. Mm-hmm. Like this is created specifically for IMAX. I feel like mm. when you were when you're when I was watching this movie, uh, you know, it's just it's. I mean, it, it's it's one of those movies that's just like 
nothing. It's just like in, it's just like uh, you're you're like uh, uh, s- serving up your eyeballs some like eye candy. <laughs> I guess is the only kind of is the is the best way to put it. But it's just like a visual effects like stew basically. Mm. Um, yeah, and I don't know what I guess. While we're on the subject of it, what do you think of this movie? Because this movie does look to me like the most effects out uh, Paul W.S. Anderson movie um, by a lot. And that's saying a lot because he uses a lot of a lot of CGI and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, I don't know what I think of the movie. I think the movie is... It's not as bad It's as as a lot of his other movies, I kind of put it somewhere towards the middle of how I feel about his films. But I, I, but I do think visually it's, it, it actually is not bad. Like, like the monsters look pretty cool and I guess the vistas and stuff look pretty cool. And, and I guess like, yeah, if I was going to go see this movie, I'd want to see it as big as possible. That's sort of like the point. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's, it's pretty hollow. And like, I, I was reading online that a lot of people compare this movie to another movie called Love and Monsters, which apparently was like a lower budget monster film that came out not that long ago that this film takes a lot from. And Love and Monsters is kind of celebrated as like this, like, you know, pretty cool achievement. And this movie they're kind of accusing it of being a little bit of a copycat of that. In a, oh, interesting. In a, in a bad way. Uh, yeah, if you look at some screenshots of Love and Monsters, you can kind of see it's like about like a young guy who's like and hunting. You know, he has to like, he's like in a little bit of a, a, a scenario with a lot of different monsters around him, stalking him. Um, and he's just trying to get through it. And, you know, it's not based on a video game. <laughs> And so it's like probably got a lot more substance to it. Um, but I don't know. I haven't seen Love and Monsters either. What did you think of this movie? Um, I mean, I, ca- I, I ca- was kind of like on board with it a little bit at the beginning. Here's a problem that I have realized is like something. I don't know if I talked about this, but it it, it was something that I realized is a problem that I have with some of his movies is uh, I don't ever like care about the characters in yeah. his movies, and we just like I think it's because he just like jumps right into the action. You know yeah. what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like we not that I want this movie to be longer by any means. I want to know like why it is I'm rooting for like who like who are these people right. besides just being like. Uh, like military people that are got sucked into some other like dimension or whatever. Like, who are these people? What what is happening? Also, another thing that I realized is I actually compared to uh, you know, this character. I really, when I was watching Mia Jovovich on screen, this character to me is like so similar to. Alice. <laughs> Alice? Yeah. But it's played completely different. Like she's like has these little quips and is like like a little bit like giggly and stuff. And I missed Alice. I was like, if you're just gonna do this, then like like if you're gonna put her in a, another like video game role like this with these like monsters, I'd rather just see another Resident Evil kind of. Right. And like and like 
you see in the last Resident Evil film, they were kind of getting close to a, a version of Monster Hunter with like those winged big bat monster Resident Evil things and yeah. her and her Jeep and all all in the desert and whatnot. Like that that to me felt a lot and and you know, I, I don't know. There was a there was a uh, opportunity here to have Alice travel to this video game as well. Like that Paul W.S. Anderson could have set up like, what if we have this character Alice and she goes on video game adventures? Like she's in Resident Evil, but now that the whole world's taken over by zombies, it's like a monster hunter world now and she's got to go take care of those monsters and maybe, you know, maybe then we take her to a different video game premise after that and just kind of you just kind of keep alice as like this mad max sort of hero but yeah instead you just have a character who's awfully similar essentially the same t- functions the same way in that it's like paul w sanderson injecting his wife into a a video game premise as opposed to like letting her play a character who might be in the video game it's just like right. she's she's a stranger in a strange land again. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, we could have just we could have just had another Resident Evil, I suppose. Um, but this movie just in in general seems confused because, I, like this this movie has a similar tone to Resident Evil as well. I don't know if you've caught that, but it like it felt. Yeah, totally similar. Monster Hunter the game, like Resident Evil is a horror game. Monster Hunter the game is not like this. Monster Hunter is like kind of a lighthearted, cheerful fantasy game. Like, oh, it's like cute, kind (laughs) of. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, it's even more confusing with like the amount of like like just like the amount of deaths and stuff in this film. Like, monsters don't really kill people i don't i don't know how to (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know how else to say it it's just not it's just it's it's weird it's it's sort of strange it kind of reminds me uh of a tonal shift along the lines of the super mario brothers movie where they made that into like a pg-13 rated like sci-fi film when it was like this clearly this like light-hearted cartoony thing for kids right um, so T.I. Yes. Says that his youngest son convinced him to hop on board because he is a fan of the video games. How fun is that? This is the least amount of IMDb trivia I I've know, ever seen like for a movie. nothing on here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, when did this come out, by the way? Was this one of those where they, like, staggered the release of it? I think so. It's hard okay. to know. I know it's a 2020 film. Um, but yeah, I mean, who, what, to what theaters were open at the time? It looks like it says in, it had a, it had a, a United States release of December 18th. So this would have been in like just in time for Christmas or something. <laughs> Great. I just don't get like, the, I just, Eric, I, this one's a head scratcher. I just don't get it. Um, Let's see. The movie ends on a huge cliffhanger, just like director Paul W. S. Anderson's first video game movie, Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, yeah, none of this trivia is very interesting. Uh, Jeremy, 
Would you uh, be so kind as to go through the plot? Would you mind? Oh, absolutely. I would never. I would never make you shoulder the brunt of this. <laughs> In the new world where humans coexist with a ver- wide variety of large and savage monsters, a hunter, a warrior trained to hunt and kill these powerful creatures, is separated from his team when their ship is attacked by the Diablos a horned subterranean monster. In the real world, United States Army Captain Natalie <laughs> Artemis and her United Nations security team search for a missing team of soldiers in the desert. A sudden storm pulls them into a portal uh, to the new world where they find the burned remains of the missing soldiers and their vehicles. What do you think about this whole like portal into another world thing? I, I kind of It kind of reminded me of like I feel like in the 80s and 90s, there were a lot of films like this. Like kids get sucked into a portal and are in a strange world. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm usually okay with it when I understand why <laughs> or like how, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. The only ex- explanation in this movie is just there's like lightning. Yeah. Right? Good point. <laughs> good point. Yeah, good point. Like There's... stay tuned. Like stay tuned has more of a has has is more uh, a, of a reasonable explanation for getting sucked into another, you know, dimension. Yeah, good call. We we just covered a film like this uh where it's yeah. people who get sucked into a new dimension. But um but yeah, I mean like this is I don't know. I I do have a soft spot in my heart for like team of people have to get sucked into an alien dip portal and have to find their way out like a stargate or something um yeah but yeah i don't know uh so i i didn't hate i kind of didn't hate it even though i i, I wish it wasn't military people i kind of wish it was just like average everyday joes got sucked in um right i wish it was just like a t te- like uh a group of like co-workers yeah at- <laughs> Like uh, at a startup, a jo- yeah, at a startup that like there's like one there's like an intern and then there's like uh like like an older like uh uh what's it called like the like the guy the money guy you know yeah. the guy who's funding the whole uh-huh. thing right yeah. right yeah like a little bit of a Jurassic Park lawyer situation yeah the computer whiz <laughs> yeah. As as uh, the Diablos approaches them, a, the hunter who is observing the group fires a warning signal. Impervious to bullets and grenades, the Diablos attacks and kills two members of the squad. The survivors hide in a cave where they are attacked by a pack of spider-like monsters called Nursilis. Nursilis. Artemis is injected with their paralyzing venom. And as the others try to save her, more Nursilis arrive and swarm them. Artemis wakes up in a Nursila lair, finding her team dead or infected with the Nursila spawn and escapes the lair by setting the pursuing monsters on fire. Was this kind of like an homage to Alien? Uh, I couldn't tell if it was an homage or just kind of like a bit of a ripoff. Yeah, well, he did Aliens versus Predator, so I was wondering. Oh like, yeah, that's oh, true. I guess a little bit of a, little bit of like a, like a nod to that, yeah. but maybe not. I yeah, don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um. All right. 
So I mean, I kind of, <laughs> I didn't mind it like up to this point. I, I guess I like did, I, I didn't mind it. I did like the spider stuff was like actually kind of uh like not scary, but like, you know, like Troubling. a little bit suspenseful. Just the way that they like, I do think it was the, you know, the effects uh, with the, with the spiders and this whole thing where she wakes up in the little cocoon kind of thing. Yeah, it, 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 I, I thought the effects were pretty good, and it was fine. I was yeah. fine with it. Yeah, again, like, the monsters look pretty good. I, I want to give credit where credit's due here. Like, they look they look pretty good. It's not, like, the oh, yeah. it's not the worst CG in the world. CG's gotten pretty good these days where, it, you know, looks, uh, looks, looks okay. Um, above ground, she runs into the hunter in his hideout, and after fighting each other, they grudgingly agree to cooperate. Artemis learns, why would you go to someone else's world and fight them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I missed some things because I I, I, I I, feel like I didn't understand exactly what they were trying to do other than she was just trying to, like, obviously get out of this situation, this, like, other dimension or whatever. Totally. I didn't really know what was going on. Totally. Um, Artemis learns that the portals are created by the Sky Tower, a structure located across the desert. To reach the tower, the hunter reveals they will kill, they will need to kill the Diablos in order to cross the desert safely. Uh, due to the fact that the Diablos species is highly territorial. Artemis learns how to fight using the hunter's unique bladed weapons and helps him mm. set a trap for the Diablos to kill it with the Nursila Venom. The attack is... Ex- what, yeah, go. What do you think about her, uh, like, their their kind of chemistry? Because I feel like they're, they're trying to do, like, a funny thing mm-hmm. almost a mm-hmm. little bit. Like, they're trying to play for laughs a little bit. And, uh... It's Tony Jaw, right? That's the hunter. He's he's yeah. actually great. Like I like him. Yeah. But I don't know. They're like there's something about like their chemistry. It just seems like uh I don't know. It's weird. It's it like doesn't work as well for me as like uh I don't know. Like sometimes you get those great duos on screen in like movies and stuff and this this sure. seemed like a little, I don't know, forced or something. Yeah, for sure. It, it's uh, it's not it's not great. But if you look back at those Resident Evil movies, I I wouldn't describe any relationship in those movies as great either. Like I think I think that Paul W S Anderson does have a hard time maintaining like fun relationships between his characters. Like I'm trying to think yes. of some of the good ones, right? Like I think that Mortal Kombat was very successful. I kind of like the yeah. crew in Death Race. I thought was not bad. Um I'm just trying to think like the Event Horizon crew is trash. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I'm just trying to think of like other good crews where they were funny or or cool to felt good together. I don't know. Yeah, that's those are the ones that I'm that I'm kind of stuck here with. Is the Death Race ones seemed yeah. seemed all right, and the crew in the Leprechaun, you know, Jennifer <laughs> Aniston and that one guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a good crew. Uh, <laughs> Alien v Predator, that crew sucked. Um, yeah. Oh, I like the Three Musketeers. I know you hate them, but I, 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 I thought that was a 
decent enough crew. If we're just talking chemistry. But a lot of it has to do with like the actors have to be really good to outshine mm. how terrible his scripts are. Um Anyway. So, I want to see Paul W. S. Anderson direct a Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, that I mean, I don't know. That doesn't seem likely, but yeah, like I want to see him direct like a Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> like what would that be like? Um so apparently the attack is successful with Artemis delivering the finishing blow on the head of the Diablos. But the hunter is badly wounded. Constructing a makeshift stretcher, Artemis dutifully carries him across the desert. This is funny. It's funny what they choose to add in for, include from the uh, from the games. There is the stretcher is actually part of the game. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like whenever you get wounded and faint out in the out in the hunt, uh, two little cats will carry you uh, back to base on stretcher on a stretcher, and mm. it's like a stretcher made of like you know like primitive sort of materials pretty funny i liked this i was like wow they're doing they're doing the stretcher thing i guess <laughs> um anyways the pair reaches an oasis populated with herbivorous tortoise-like creatures called apsaros when arathalos a fire-breathing wyvern flies by and causes the Apsaros to stampede. Artemis and the hunter are rescued by a group of hunters led by the Admiral. Is this, um, is the Admiral, uh, Ron Perlman? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like Ron Perlman in this. I do you know, too. Someone... His haircut is awful and it's awesome at the same time. Um, you know, someone that we know worked at a, uh, she, she was, she was a, uh, uh um, she worked at a restaurant and she would like answer the phones and it was a restaurant that Ron Perlman would call and place orders at a lot. Oh, cool. And apparently he was always, she, she says that he was always just like the, the nicest guy and he'd always be like, well, hello, darling. And he'd be <laughs> like, uh, wow. I, don't know, it, I, I love hearing stories about like famous people being like actually nice. You know? Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. It always warms warms the soul a little bit that like not every rich person is a complete monster. <laughs> sure. Um Yeah, so Ron Perlman shows up, saves the day here. The Rathalos, by the way, Eric, just FYI, the Rathalos, this fire breathing wyvern or dragon looking thing, that is probably the most famous of all the monster hunter monsters. That is the that is the iconic one. That's that would be like mm. on the box for a Monster Hunter Got game it. is a Rathalos. Uh, I also kind of like this uh, moment with these herbivorous tortoise like creatures. It sort of reminds me of you know how in Jurassic Park it's like violence, 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 but then they kind of take a break at one point and then they meet like a Stegosaurus or like a Triceratops who's like friendly and you kind of see the balance of the monsters. Um. Mm. Yeah, this is a, this is like a kind of a tropic m- moment in in like a dinosaur monster movie, but I like it. It's like it's like uh, oh yeah, cool. There's these are some cute, nice ones. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. I do think it's kind of crazy to be like uh, like dinosaurs in themselves are already weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like it's already crazy that there would be a dinosaur, but then uh, to add another layer to it, it's like a different dinosaur than 
what we know. Yes, absolutely. Like these <laughs> monsters are like complete fabrications. Yeah. That are some yeah. of them are based on real things or like at least things from like fiction, like a dragon, but uh, yeah, anyway. So he, as in the Admiral, explains that the Sky Tower was built by the first civilization to travel between worlds, using the monsters to protect it. Artemis agrees to help kill the Rathalos so she can return home safely. The In the ensuing battle, Artemis falls through the portal, returning to her world, but the portal does not close in time, allowing the Rathalos uh, to go through the portal as it begins attacking the military team that was sent to rescue her. Artemis then, by the way, I don't know if you're reading along in the Wikipedia, but it is. I'm like really trying to like put these sentences together. Um, instead of re- rescue, it was recuse. <laughs> <laughs> Artemis then realizes that the Rathlos has a weakness. What is this weakness, Eric? Is it the the mouth? <laughs> yeah, it's like the mouth right thing. before. Yeah, it's like yeah. the explanation is like right before it breathes fire, right? Yeah, you have to throw something in its throat. Yes. Uh, Artemis then throws a flare in its mouth, and just as the Rathalos sure. can breathe its fire, this results in an explosion in its throat. This doesn't make sense. Why would throwing a fire thing into a fireplace? Why would that cause explosion? Yeah, it does not make any sense. It would just ca- I, I, I think it would cause a super fire to come out. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, whatever is in... If fire is already going to come out, it doesn't yeah. matter if what you're throwing in is flammable. Right. Uh, right. The Rathlos, however, is still alive, closes in to kill Artemis, only for the hunter who followed Artemis and the Rathlos through the portal to save her when he fires explosive arrows at the Rathalos, which is then killed. Though she has the chance to stay, Artemis decides to go back to the new world and remain with the hunters to protect the real world from other monsters. The Admiral Mm. approaches her just before the appearance of another flying monster, a black dragon known as Gore Magala. The Admiral notes that as long as the portal remains open, there will always be the threat that the monsters will pass through to Earth. Artemis concludes that finding a way to take down the Sky Tower is now their only primary objective as they prepare to fight the Gore Magala. In a mid credit scene, Palico, the Admiral's mm-hmm. anthropomorphic cat-like companion, arrives to help fight the Gore Magala, while an ominous cloaked figure observes the battle from atop Sky Tower. Oh, great! I, I guess I missed. I guess I missed a <laughs> mid-credits scene. <laughs> I don't understand who the cloaked figure is supposed to be. I don't know Monster Hunter that well, but Palicos like are 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 like cats that help you out throughout the games. Yeah, you know what? I will say I kind of like Palico in this. Yeah, Palico. I like the awesome. dumb little yeah CGI cat. Yeah, Palico's awesome, and like that's another holdover from the game. And they're actually really cool. And you know, like through in the games, you can like decorate your Palico and like give it like different clothes and and stuff. And it's, it's a lot of fun, good times. Anyways, Eric, that's the end of Monster Hunter. <laughs> We're done. We're done, baby. We we thought of quitting. We didn't quit. <laughs> we finished them all. We completed, uh, uh, and Jeremy, I have the exciting conclusion. Um, 
you know, I I did crunch the numbers, and I I, I do have the winner to announce oh, of, of the Anderson Challenge. Um, but first, I think we should go through and uh, give our Chucky Freco ratings for uh, Monster Hunter. So, Jeremy, if you wouldn't mind doing the honors. So, I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I'm gonna give this a two point five because I think it's it's as a story and as a, and as character development and as all the things that make it a movie, it's just as bad as Resident Evil Last Chapter, which also got which got a two point two five. Um, but uh, it is um got the monsters in it, and that bumped it up sure. to two point five. So I like the right, monsters. Right. Um, yeah, I, you know, this movie, I guess is, uh, it's all right. It's, it's, (laughs) I, I feel like it, if it kind of probably scratches that itch, if you're like in, in, in the mood for just like a dumb action movie that like looks good and has some weird like fantasy, uh, element to it and you don't want to have to like think too hard. It's, it's probably, it's probably okay in that context. I did not personally, uh, Enjoy it too much, uh, and I I am quite thrilled that we're not <laughs> we're no longer <laughs> talking about Paul W S Anderson. Uh, so I will give it a, uh, hmm. but I do like it less than any of the Resident Evil movies, which I get have given two point two fives. So I I will give this a two out of four Chucky Freckles. Nice. And Jeremy. Who do you think won in the? Uh, obviously, I didn't even crunch the numbers for for uh, Paul W S because he's clearly you know he's he's the he's the clear loser. Here. But who who won beyond that? Um, I'm gonna guess it's Wes. Am I right? So here's what I did, and tell me if this math was uh, correct. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, so I added. Uh, okay. So for each film, I get a vote of four points. You get a vote of four points, mm-hmm. and then we also have a guest. If we have a guest, they get a vote of four points. Okay. So I tallied up all of the individual votes for each movie, or for each uh uh uh, uh what's it called director, right? Right. I tallied up all the vote, the, the numbers of vo- the the numbers of votes, and multiplied that by four. Okay, so there's Wes Anderson has a total of like uh, I already del- I already removed it, but it was like eighty points. Okay, eighty total points he could have gotten. PTA had a total of sixty four points he could have gotten. So what I did next, Jeremy, is I added up all of the actual scores that you, myself, and the guests had given these films, and I divided that by the total number of points they could have gotten, which I think is the correct way to come up with this percentile uh, uh, for for the winner. And coming in at second place, 83%, Wes Anderson. Oh, wow. Coming in at first place with 87.1%, Paul Thomas Anderson. Wow. Now, I will say uh, there are more Wes Anderson movies. Right. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. I will also say... um, 
I think both directors have like taken swings, you know what I mean, in different ways. They've they, they've taken some leaps and done some different things. I think like I I mean this could this could be a long debate that we don't have to get into, but I think Wes Anderson has perhaps taken like bigger risks, I think. You know what I mean? Like especially yeah. with like uh it depends you know, on- jumping to animation. Yeah. I agree. I I, I kind of lean that way too. It kind of depends on what you mean by a risk. Maybe risk. Yeah, maybe risk isn't the right word, but like uh, I, I don't know. There's there seems to be more. I don't know variants or something. I I don't know. I just think of his as a, as a more varied body of work. For sure. Yeah. I I um. I think that he. Oh, it's it's a good call. It's weird. They both have grown so much in such different ways from where they started. Um, but but yeah. I look at Wes Anderson as a director who's who's honed the same visual style into a yeah. fine science through every iteration. And I've seen Paul Thomas Anderson as someone who's almost reinvented himself several times into these different in these different ways. So it's it's yeah i don't know yeah i i think i think for me uh wes anderson i think he has a few more movies than paul and i think that for me i i i uh i enjoy it's weird it's like it's like yeah i enjoy those his his career for a completely different reason than i enjoy um paul's career Yes, so and this, I, you know what? I guess this is a conversation we will get into more deeply in our uh, bonus episode, which will have come out by the time that this episode is out, and you can listen to it on patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. We go through and we rank, uh, we do our rankings of the Wes Anderson movies and talk about uh, uh, some of the highlights and what we've learned from uh, going through all of his films. Uh, we also just did that with... Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson last month. You can listen to that episode as well. That's right. Um, and again, next week, very exciting. We're going to be rebranding. You'll probably see us change our name and our cover art. Uh, it, it is going to be called Little Marty. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's going to it's gonna be a great time. I, I believe we will... Um, hmm. What would we start with? I think we would start. I don't know. We'll have to talk about this uh, off the air, I guess. Which, yeah. which one we start with? But um, very excited for that. Thank you so much for joining us on this uh, journey through the Anderson films. If you've just been listening because you want to hear us talk about one director, I hope you stick around. I hope you. I hope you stick around for the ride because uh, you know we pick directors and movies to talk about that we that we like and we think our fans will like. So, uh, Jeremy, anything, any final thoughts or anything you want to plug before we sign off? What a time it was. I'm going to, uh, miss, you know, full on aspects of, of covering these films. It was a fun idea, Eric. I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think overall though, a, a, a resounding success and I'm excited, but I am excited to get on to this next, um, this next venture in our podcasting. In our in our in our podcast journey, you know, uh, I'm excited to to watch the films with Martin Scorsese and uh, heck, who doesn't love uh, <laughs> who doesn't love going overboard? Am I right? Yeah, 
Airheads. Uh-huh. Can't wait for Airheads. Yeah. Oh, man. That's going to be great. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, anyway, thank you for listening. Patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy and Norma. I'll see you in my dreams. Thank you.